Hi everyone, we would like to welcome you to Season 1, Episode 2 of the Duke Lot Show. And today, we are so privileged to have a very special guest. I am so happy and honored to have Prince Michael as my first guest. Uh, is one of the best speakers you can ever hear. The host of the new show uh, called The Chat, and as well is a two-time international best-selling author and CEO of Prince Michael Enterprises. From homeless and public assistance to entrepreneur, the transparency here is so great, and I'm so honored and privileged to have you as my first guest. So welcome to the Duke Lot Show. Uh, audience, you are in for a treat, and... Um, Let's get into it. So how are you today? I'm doing fabulous. How you doing? Thank you so much for having me. I am so happy to have you here. We've been planning this for a while and um, it's just uh, such an honor and privilege to have you. Um, we know each other through talking. Uh, we have mutual friends and uh, this is great. I'm just so, so happy and uh, uh, stoked to have this interview as my first guest, and um, it can't any, it can't get any better than this. So I would love for you to um, give the audience a little intro about yourself. Um, so I already told them about the 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 books and the the podcast and the chat, um, but I want you to elaborate and just tell us a little bit more about yourself. Okay, I think I can handle that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it all started back in 1865. Um, you know, at the tender crisp age of 25. I'm um, <laughs> No, honestly, um, I, I, I grew up with humble beginnings, as I tell everyone. And I honestly just believe that everybody has the potential to be great, but it is what we do with that potential that actually matters. Yes. And when you grow up the way that I did, I grew up in a very impoverished area in Miami, and it was forced onto me that going to school, getting an education was really the way to go, and I'm not telling anyone that it's not. Um, mm -hmm. However, uh, I went to school, I did what I was told, I got my biology degree, I got into Johns Hopkins Medical, wow. and um, so I followed what I was, what I thought I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I graduated from college that I was just like, I hate school. Like, why do I even want to go back to school? Like, I've been running strong going to school since kindergarten. Yes. And I said, you know, I don't think I want to go back to school right now. I said when I turn 40. And I don't know what it is, but every year I turn 25. And um, <laughs> so uh, so I decided that I would go back to medical school once I turned 25, once I turned 40. And in the process of me graduating, I took some odd end jobs. I ended up getting injured. Um, from the job that I was working. I was working as a medication technician, making only $8.53 an hour. Mm -hmm. And here I am, a college graduate, working yes. as a medication technician, making only $8.53 an hour. I had two roommates at the time, and I was the one who made the most money in the in the whole house. Yes. So, I, uh, so me getting injured is really what sparked uh, the change in me. It sparked me saying, you know what? I deserve so much better than what I have right now. I am living paycheck to paycheck. When I got injured, I couldn't go to work. Um, they wrote my 
they worked the work, they wrote the workers comp claim up in such a way where I wasn't even able to draw workers comp, which is why uh, there was a lawsuit that followed shortly after, which I prevailed in. Yes. And, uh, you know, I just, at that point I said, something has to give. And I ended up winning. And from that point forward, I've been on the up and up when I met Les Brown in 2016. Oh my he goodness. Told me, yeah, he told me that I would um, be writing a book and I, I needed to be doing what he was doing. And I said, first <laughs> off, don't nobody want to hear my story? Yeah. And he goes, you know what? You have a book in you and you need to be doing what I'm doing. And he says, well, I train people to do what you're doing, to yes. do what I'm doing. And I said, I ain't got no money. Yeah. And this was my broke mentality actually speaking before I could even process what he was saying. A lot of times we have that broke mentality that comes up and we shut our blessings down without even paying attention that this is what you've been praying for. It just may not look the way that you thought it was going to look. Yes. And I told him that um, I did. I said, you know what? I was and I'm still bold. I told him, I said, you know what? If you believe in what you're telling me, yeah. here's my information. You'll call me. Yes. A few minutes later, because I was in the Philadelphia airport, he called me and wow. he says, because I do believe in you. I saved his phone number. I never called him. Fast forward 2019. I'm speaking at a convention here. Yes. Um, when I say here, I mean Atlanta, Georgia, yes. um, at the Cop Galleria. And in comes the man wearing the red tie. And I oh said, my oh, my goodness. gosh, Mr. Last, I'm not sure if you remember me. Um, and he says the Philadelphia airport, but I don't remember your name. Wow. And I go, oh my God, okay. So, <laughs> uh, he said, and if my memory serves me correctly, you were supposed to call me. At that point, I had already written my first book. Right. And uh, I was having some difficulties getting it printed out um, because my mentor at the time was only in it for the money. Right. So, which I'm pretty sure that a lot of people have probably encountered um, the false, the false and fake gurus where people oh, yeah. were just in it to take money. And I had to learn that everything I needed was already in myself, but I was relying on someone else to try and help me when in actuality, the only person that I really needed was myself. So yes. that sparked the change in me. Yes. And now here I am, um, two-time international best-selling author. I have my own luxury vehicle that's parked in the driveway. I have my own home here that I bought and paid for. Yes. And I'm just grateful that I had the opportunity to do everything that was on my vision board. Yes. And, and now I have a new vision board. And the thing is about it is the hair is beautiful. So, you know, I, we love Thank it. You. Hey, we love it. And I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy Thank to you. be a part of this journey. Um, I'm so happy that you chose me to be one to tell the world more of your story. I'm so honored and I'm thankful because the advice that you have given me has helped me and has carried me um, in directions that um, you have taught me things, you know, and, and, and I'm grateful for that. I'm thankful for you taking the time to um, give me advice and... You know, we know some of the same great people. So I would like you to elaborate on how that was to speak at the, um, I think it was the Come Change Your Life um, yes. convention in February of yes. this year. Yes. Yes. So um, I actually got connected with, um, with Brenda Rainwood. Yes. And I got connected with her through a mutual friend, um, Emily Nicole. She's a professional model um, friend of mine. Yes. And when I met, um, I had not met Brenda until I stepped off the plane in Kansas in February. Oh, yes. I had never met her before. I had never, um, the only thing I knew was 
she's a very pretty lady and she's real nice. Yes. That's it. So that was all I knew. So when I got to Kansas, I'm like, where is the rest of you, girl? I didn't know why she was so short. Yeah. Oh, she's short. She's a short lady. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I'm six feet tall. So most people, when I look at them, I like tower over the average person because most people are not that tall, especially a woman. Right. Uh, So I looked, I'm like, girl, where is the rest of you? Yes. Um, But anyways, so... I uh, got invited to speak at the convention. And the reason that I even got invited was because my friend ended up saying that she could not make it. Um, Emily Nicole was actually supposed to speak, but Emily um, ended up having a prior obligation that she wasn't going to be able to make it for those days. Okay. So fast forward, um, Emily suggested that I do it. And I said, well, I have no problem doing it. You know, uh, if she would like for me to do it, then I'm totally in. And I said, I can fly up there and I can just make it happen. Yes. So what ended up happening is Brenda says, yeah, I would love for you to come. I love your story. And I got there and I said, okay, let's rock this joint. Yeah. And when I got <laughs> there, I met so many individuals, uh, so many uh, power players. I got a chance to meet yes. um, Patch Adams. I got a chance yeah. to meet Jeremy Nunez. I got a chance to meet um, Dr. Uh, Regina Platt. I got a chance to meet Ebony Saunders. I got a chance to meet Tokyo. Yeah. Uh, I got a chance to meet so many cool people. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, this is cool. Yeah. Uh, so, and then some of the people I remember from the other event that I spoke at back in 2019, uh, Jeff Markinette Jr., uh, he was there. And I just, uh, I was very grateful because a lot of times when you do events, most times, and I have this thing, mm-hmm. if I ever speak at an event, yes, I don't bring books. Okay. I don't bring anything to sell. Okay. At all. Yes. Ever. And the reason being is because when you have me, you have me for that time. Okay. If you, everything that's in my book, I'm the walking embodiment of it. I wrote it. So anything that's in my book, I can tell you. So it's not like I have a ghostwriter or anything like that. I'm not trying to peddle books. I'm trying to help you to change your life. So when everyone was asking me, so how do I get your book? How do I get your book? Um, You know, where are your books? I said, they're on Amazon. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You can go on there and you can order them. But what questions do you have? Because I understand that you're trying to support me, but I don't want you to just buy a book like most people do. And they don't do anything with it. Most times a person will go to a convention. They'll hear all this great information. They buy all these books. And then honestly, they don't do anything afterwards. They're just like, oh, well. That was a re- that was really good information. You know that Duke lot he gave some <laughs> on that stage. Yeah. And I just decided I didn't want that type of experience. I wanted to be able to not only give you the vehicle, but to also give you the GPS instructions on how you're going to get from point A to point B. Yeah. So it was an amazing experience, and I got invited back uh, to speak in October uh, for the second rendition of it. So I'm very excited about that. And that's uh, this October of 2022. Correct. Correct. Now, don't ask me the exact date, honey, because I don't remember, but I know it's in October. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> hey, but, but that's great because it. Um, you're such a dynamic speaker. And Thank you. I would love to hear you speak live, and I'm getting a taste of it right here live. So And so is the audience. So, audience, you are so privileged right now to hear Prince Michael. And I tell you, you have to be able to follow and to make sure that you hear uh, some live speaking because this is dynamic to me. So I want to ask, um, my show here, the Duke Lot Show is about diversity and it's about 
equality, and it's about inclusion. So I would really love for you to share your story of what that means to you, how that looks for you, and um, just let the audience know what kind of diversity advice that you would like to give. So one thing that I've learned is that everywhere that you look, there is diversity. Yes. So if you if you go to work, there's diversity. Mm -hmm. um, depending on certain states that you go in, the diversity may not look um, as if you were to go somewhere else. I grew up in an area in Miami uh, yeah. where um, the area that I grew up in originally was called Hialeah. Okay. I'm not sure if you're familiar, uh, but Hialeah is the uh, Cuban part of Miami. Okay. So everyone there in Hialeah is habla español. So yeah. everyone there speaks Spanish. Yes. Um, I started school there and it was great. Then I decided to, uh, my mom and uh, my stepfather, we moved and we ended up going to moving to a very impoverished area in Miami. Okay. Uh, the kids were different. All the kids looked like me. Yes. Uh, when I was in Hialeah, I just thought that I, I never paid attention to the fact that none of the kids looked like me okay. ever. Okay. I never paid attention to that. I never paid attention to um, the way that my hair was different from everyone else's hair. I have very curly hair, um, yeah. i.e. Uh, <laughs> yes. But I, I never paid attention to any of that. It wasn't until I got to uh, Myrtle Grove okay. Elementary that I realized that I was so much, so similar to these kids, but yet so different. Okay. Um, when I would say certain things, I grew up, I, I was going to school in a Hispanic school. So certain words that you pronounce like yellow, um, I would say, oh, the yellow one is that, and they're like, yeah. oh, he doesn't know how to talk. He said, yellow, yellow is what you eat. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, I don't understand what's funny. Um, I was teased because at that time, um, I was significantly um, lighter than yes. what I am now. Um, when I would get little haircuts, my scalp was green. Yeah. Uh, so they're just like, oh, his scalp looks like the raw bananas. And it's like, are you <laughs> yeah. serious? Yeah. Um, kids are very cruel. So yeah. it wasn't until I got to that school that I realized that there needs to be more diversity because everyone at that school looked like me. Okay. When I was in Ben Shepherd, even though I was the minority, I was just like, this was, it felt more like home. Right. Um, and then growing up and then, you know, matriculating through school, you start to realize that sometimes people treat you differently because they have not dealt with their own skeletons in their closet. Right. And they yeah. want to be able to, you know, shine the light on you yes. and you say, Hey, you know, you can shine the light on me, baby, because that's fine. But, uh, <clears throat> who are you? Do right. You know who you are? Because I know who I am, baby. Do you know who you are? And yes. a lot of times I learned that people didn't know who they were. So, um, in a diverse, like now diversity means that just allowing people to be who they are yes. without judgment. Yes. And then, and that's what this is all about on this journey that we're on and the journey that we want to take the audience on is that it's about be who you are and don't apologize for who you are because who you are is unique, you're special, and you bring something to the table that no one else will ever bring. So that's, right. um, that's what this is all about. And I want to ask, you know, how does that, uh, how does it look for you um, in your dating world? Are you dating? Are you single? Are you seeing this person or that person? Is it, 
day or them. How's that work out for you? Like, let oh. us know. Let us know what's going on here. Let me, let me tell you. So I don't believe so. And I know I'm probably going to get drug on black Twitter. Hey, hey, we good though. <laughs> I, I don't believe in they and them. I okay. Don't. Um, okay. I don't, I don't believe in that. I believe that you are either one of one or two things. So yes, yes. Um, however you act, like I, you know, I tell everybody, honey, I identify as Oprah Winfrey. Okay. And, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it just hasn't shown up in my bank account though. And yeah. people are not referring to me as Oprah and all like that. Um, and I say it as a joke because I try and get people to see it from my perspective as well when I say I don't believe in that. Yes. Um, however, I don't tear anyone down. If like I was working with someone and they told me that they go by they and them. I said, sweetie, I'm just going to call you your name. What is your name? I said, because to me, that is confusing and I don't want to disrespect you yes. by saying he or him. So yes. I would rather call you by your name and then just call it a day. Okay. And the person was like, oh, thank you. But in terms of dating, honey, I like whoever likes me. <laughs> I like whoever I like whoever likes me. Yeah. Because if you treat me well, then I mean, I, I truly do believe that if you treat me well, I there is no reason for me not to like you. Yes. Um, now, in terms of dating, the way that that normally shows up uh -huh. is I repel anyone that is not healed. Okay. Um, and what I mean by that is you meet a lot of people that have baggage. And when I say baggage, everyone that you meet has baggage. Yes. Everyone. It yes. doesn't matter. If we all got scars. Yeah, everyone has baggage. Yes. So when I meet people and they have baggage, I'm just like, okay, do I want to stop and help you unpack? And right. how much of your baggage do I want you to unpack? Now, if you got about 130 bags, <laughs> and I only have the capacity... Hey, that's that Erica Baidu, right? Yeah. <laughs> <a> bag lady. <laughs> yeah. So I just, uh, so honestly for myself, I've just been, uh, you know, I've, I've just been paying attention and I mean, I've gone on dates. I just came back um, from Republic of Dominicana, uh, yeah. the, uh, the Dominican Republic. Yes. Um, I just came back from there, uh -huh. and it was amazing. Oh, I yeah. didn't realize nobody prepared me. I have two exes that are from there, okay. and no one prepared me that everybody was going to be fine. Right. I was just like, honey, I mean, from the time you step off the plane, the people that open the door, to the time you get to customs, to the taxi drivers, to the people that's outside trying to pedal you to get a hot dog, yeah. I'm just like, how is so I pay attention enough to know that there was a special friend you had that I was trying to figure out if that was just a friend or if it was like a Biz Marquee thing where it was like, she's saying she's just a friend. He's saying she's just a friend. Like, okay, are they seeing each other or is it just, you know, uh, you know, so let us know about that. Can I can I can I get the answer the to that? The, uh, the DR with? Yes, yes. I gotta oh, know. No, I, I gotta know. I, no, that's my friend from college. Um, okay. She's actually okay. A, yeah. So she's a uh, she's a licensed therapist here in Georgia. Okay. Uh, we met each other back in two thousand and seven. Okay. And what was so interesting is that the way that we met each other, we met each other um, through at the time a mutual friend. Okay. We were in the cafeteria. We both attended the great Bethune-Cookman University, the university oh, that was yeah. started by Mary McLeod Bethune. I know and, it is. Uh, so we, uh, we're in the lunchroom, and we're eating, and this guy walks up, and Shayla, well, so the girl that we knew mutually had already walked off with my roommate at the time, so I'm just sitting there with my friend Tish, yeah. so, which is the one who you're referring to. Okay. So I'm sitting there, and this guy walks over, 
And, you know, he does the whole licking his lips thing. And, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, what's your lips dry? But I didn't say anything. So, so he goes and he goes and he says, um, you know, so what's your name? Yeah. And I looked. I did one of these. Okay. And I go, I don't have a name. And I got up and I grabbed my stuff and I walked off. Oh. And my friend... <laughs> and Tish was like, cause mind you, this is the very first encounter that I'm having with Tish. Okay. And Tish was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should stay here. I don't know if I should walk off too. Right. Um, so that was, that was the start of our friendship. Okay. Um, but no, Tish and I are just friends. Uh, yeah. You know, well, I, just I, was noticed. Her, I was her hype man. She was my hype woman yeah. uh, while I was there. And we both met some really cool individuals while we were there. I met a quite a few more people than she did. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I had a blast while I was there. I know this is PG-13, so I'm not going to go into too many details. But, right. Um, I met quite a few people while I was there, and some of whom I actually uh, exchanged telephone numbers with, and now I'm talking to them regularly. Like, I met this one that was there, and he only speaks Spanish. I had no idea, um, because he looked like he would be, like, one of these guys that's from the hood. Yeah. So I said, hey, um, how are you doing? And he looked at me, and I said, oh, what's your name? Yeah. And he just goes, and I said, no entiende, and he goes, no, habla en español. Sí, yeah. ¿cómo te llamas? Yeah. And we started talking like that. Okay. So he was just like, oh, you speak Spanish. I said, oh, I didn't say that. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, mi español es malo. No, muy malo. No, yeah. your Spanish is not bad. I'm like, yeah, it is. But um, <laughs> it was so funny because, like, I sat there and I hadn't, you know, I hadn't done Spanish in so long. I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to grasp for the yeah. words. I'm like, wait, how do I say this again? Right. Um, so it was... It was, it was nice. I had an amazing time. So much so to the point where I've already rebooked right. uh, the uh, Lopez Sun again yeah. uh, to go back. So, yeah, yeah. it's already booked, honey. And that's so beautiful because, to me, that shows so much diversity. Just yes. uh, being able to to communicate in, in Spanish and just talk and just different people. So I had to ask that question because it was like I was kind of like wondering. Then I was kind of... Uh, I wasn't jealous, but I was kind of like envious a little bit because it looked like y'all was having such a great time. And I was like, wow. Yeah. (laughs) So how does uh, how does Prince Michael look at where we are as um, in the United States or even the world? How does that look for you um, as far as where we go as a country, as a world, um, as far as including everybody and just... um, being about equality, what do you think about all that? Oh, do you want my honest answer or you want me to give you I my want the answer? honest answer. I don't want it, it like you said before, this is PG 13, it's a family show, so I want the honest answer with the PG 13 in it. Okay, so the reason I ask that is because a lot of people disagree with me when I say this, and that's okay, and that's what this is all about. It's all about your opinion, my opinion. My opinion matters, your opinion matters, and we can come in the middle. And just because I might not agree with you or you might not agree with me, that's okay. And that's what we're trying to get here. And I, I really am interested in the answer you have. So most people don't agree, but I say diversity and inclusion is something that will never happen in the United States. Okay. And the reason that I say that is because I'll just use uh, President Trump, for example. 
I love and once again, I know Black Twitter don't drag me. <laughs> I loved when I loved when he was in office. Yes. It's not let me and let me preference this by saying I did not love what he did while he was in office. Okay. But I love the fact that he allowed people to show who they really are. Yes, I agree. Maya Angelou said, when a person shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Right. He allowed people to show who they really were. Okay. And some of the people that you got an opportunity to see who they were, you're like, oh, wow, I would have never, I would have never guessed. Yeah. Um, Say Kanye West. It showed us a little bit about Kanye West, you know. Oh, um, <laughs> but that's my guy, though. So, you know, I just I had to uh, put that in there. But I'm glad that he your guy, honey, because he's totally mine. <laughs> and, uh, because I, I just think with Kanye, I just think that he's been exposed to so much life. Right. To the point where he doesn't have an outlet to share it. Right. Because when you reach a certain status in the United States. Right. I do believe that you are introduced to the powers that may be. Right. And I believe that he's introduced to the powers that may be. Okay. And unfortunately, he's not able to get out. Okay. Yeah. I just, I'll say it that way. He's stuck um, there. Yeah. So, um, but the reason I say that diversity and inclusion will never happen in the U.S. is because right now, there was a huge push for Juneteenth. Yes. Oh, yeah. Everyone, most oh. people had no idea oh, yeah. that Juneteenth was not even, it was not like a lot of people didn't know that July 4th was Independence Day for everyone because it wasn't. Okay. There were several, uh, there were several Africans that were still enslaved. Yes. And most people didn't know that. So fast forward now, now everyone is talking about Juneteenth, but everyone for the most part, the only reason that they're talking about it is because the black dollar will always hold yeah. more than any other dollar in the United States. Yes. So it became more of about a dollar than really about inclusion. Yes. So it's like, well, I'm including you, so you should be happy. Or when you go and get a job, it's you should be happy that I'm hiring you because that's why they ask all these questions on your job application. What is your ethnicity? Yes. Oh, is now they even have like what is your pronouns? Yeah. Because now they want to make sure that they're keeping up with everything that's protected under the EEOC. Okay. So now it's it's not even about diversity and inclusion, it's about meeting numbers. Yeah. That's it. Right. So right. I don't believe that diversity and inclusion will ever happen because you still have people that are deep rooted in their ignorance. I remember I was uh, working one day and I had someone say she did not want um, a certain person to serve her stuff to her. Okay. And she was referring to me because my other uh, my other uh, coworkers were Caucasian. Okay. So I just looked at her and it didn't upset me or anything like that when she said the word because that word just means ignorance. It means ignorance. And it didn't upset me or anything, but what it did was it made me pity her because okay. I said, wow, your deep-rooted hatred will cause you to literally miss out on so many awesome individuals right. just because of the way that you think. Yes. And it really made me pity her. So I don't believe that diversity and inclusion in the United States will ever happen. And I understand that. And that's where we are as a show is that we are trying to... Um, further the conversation because you know what you're saying is right and 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 there's a lot of truth into that but what we believe is that 
the more dialogue and the more conversation that we open up that mm-hmm. we can we can try to improve um the relations the the mm-hmm. thought process and and that's where we are as um as as a person for me and as a show is that we are trying to just open up the door for more dialogue so hopefully um we can just further the conversation and yeah, keep and yeah. keep it going because I believe what you said in in some part, but I believe that we can do our part to make it just better to where people try to understand each other just a little bit more. And that's mm-hmm. what the Duke Lot show is about, trying to understand each other a little bit more. So I am interested in uh the the chat and how that goes for you. How has that been? So the chat is a podcast that I started. Um, it was supposed to be a TV show, um, but I bought myself out that contract and yeah. I decided that I was going to make it a podcast. Originally, it was going to be a TV show that was just centered around all positivity. And I thought about it and I said, the world is not like that. Yeah. The world is not like that. The world is wired negatively. So if I have a show that's just solely based on positivity yeah that's not going to do well people need a little spice oh yeah you got to have some controversy right yeah Yeah, i was just like there's a reason that wendy williams um before she actually uh got sick yeah uh, while she was one of the number one watch tv shows in america Right. And that's because, honey, nobody can't dish that tea like Wendy, yeah. honey. Nobody can't give it to her like hey. Wendy. Nobody can't to you like Wendy, honey. I didn't watch so enough I for decided, that. Yeah, so I decided that I was going to uh, instead make it a podcast. Okay. And I said, I'm just going to talk about um, some hot topics. And then I'm going to uh, add in just some random stuff. Like one of the questions that we asked was, would you be okay with your best friend dating your ex-spouse? Right. And that got so many comments. It was like, what? Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, this good. So because I was looking at the comments of the people and they were were like, they're reading it and they're commenting like, no, because then I would have thought that you would all, you already had eyes on my man beforehand. I'm like, oh, this good, honey, this good. Um, But we do talk about serious topics as well. Uh, We talk like, prime example, we just talked about the shooting that happened. Uh, We talked about elections and things like that. And the whole purpose of the chat, we don't agree on anything ever. It's four of us. We have four completely different point of views. But the whole point of the show is that we don't agree, but it's disagreeing respectfully. Okay. Because you're, you don't have to agree with someone, and we don't care if you see it from our perspective or not. Yeah. The only thing that we want to do is help you to see it from a different perspective. Okay. That's it. We don't care if you agree. We just want to give you a different perspective. And we, I do believe that in the United States, because the way that and it's kind of everywhere right about now, because everyone is running on an algorithm. Yeah. Once that algorithm comes and is challenged, yep. then people don't know how to respond. So every day, like right now, if I get on Instagram, yeah. I see motivational things. Yeah. I see dogs, uh, preferably pit bulls, yeah. uh, blue nose pit bulls. Right. And then I also uh, get on there. I see um michael jackson yeah i can go down and i can scroll and it's like literally everything is michael jackson because i love michael that's jackson. what you want to see um, so yeah so it's my algorithm so right. if i looked at yours you know it'll yeah. be 
how to move $1 million from this account to this one, <laughs> you know, how to grow your investments, you know, 300%. Yeah. You know, my, my algorithm will be different from yours, you yes. know? So, yeah. uh, so anyways, so <laughs> I, I realized that everyone's algorithm is different. So I said, okay, well, with that being said, I think that it's time to challenge that. Yes. I think it's time to help people to see that everyone's algorithm is different. Okay. And it's not about being right or wrong. It's about seeing it from a different perspective. So that's what we've come to do is to give you a different perspective. Yeah. So and I think that so far we've succeeded in doing that. Yeah, so this is great that uh, we're having this conversation because we can understand a little bit more about each other. And I'm so grateful. And I want to ask, so uh, quick one-minute uh, answers, if we can. So where do you see yourself in two years? Child, in two years, I see myself retired. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see myself having won my lawsuit with this company that I'm going through right now. Yes. Uh, I see myself, honestly, just living my best life. Okay. As they say now, as the kids say. I'm oh, yeah. Living my best life. The little Duval thing. <laughs> yes. Okay. Living my life like it's golden. Yeah. So yeah. I'll be living my life like it's golden. Um, I see myself having paid off this house. Yeah. Paying off my brother's house as well. Um, that's really like my biggest thing because from the lawsuit that I'm in right now, once I prevail, that was really what I wanted to be able to pay for my house and pay for my brother's house. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's awesome. That's great because mm -hmm. you got to help out family too, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, what's your favorite saying? Oh, I would definitely say it's mine, it's one that I made up. And that is actually no. I'm gonna give my grandma credit. I'm gonna give my grandma credit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use hers. Okay. Closed mouths don't get fed. Hey, I've heard that so many times. Hey, that's right. Closed mouths don't get fed. And if I had to give you mine, um, uh, that came directly from me. Uh, it's everyone has potential, but it is what you do with that potential that actually matters. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, what advice would you give a person that would love to? become or be an entrepreneur like yourself? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get ready to hear no. <laughs> right. Get ready to fail. Right. Get ready to be up at night. Yes. Get ready to lose sleep. I sound horrible right now because I don't feel well. Yeah. You would never know that. Yeah. Um, hey, so you sound I great to me. And oh, you look you. good too. You look good too. Oh, thank you. Power makeup, honey. Power yeah. makeup. And uh, you know, but now I would definitely say you have to be ready to fail, uh -huh. and you have to be okay with that. Failure is the catalyst to success. So in order for you to succeed, you have to first fail. The reason 409 got its name is because they found 408 ways that the product, that the uh, solution would not work. On the 409th try, that's when it actually worked. That's when they got. 409. So yes. they said, okay, well, let's just name it 409. Yes. So in my mind, you have to be willing to fail. And anytime that you want to be an entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur is not easy. It's going to cost you a whole lot of money yeah. when you first start. Yeah. People think that, oh, well, my family is going to support me. No, they're not. Nope. You're going to have people that support you that you do not know. When I hit international bestseller um, on both my last two books, most people that bought my books, I didn't even know them. Yeah. I didn't even know them. My very first book, I would have sold so many more books had I actually learned and known that my family was not going to be the ones that support me. And it's right. not, and it has nothing to do with them saying like they don't they don't care or that 
It's the fact that they can only see you at where you are right now. They can't see you in your future. They can't see you in the next phase of your life. So the only person that they see is, you talking about Duke? I'm clean uh, now, though. <laughs> and, 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 you know, especially for your parents, you know, yeah. especially for your parents, that's what they see. They still see you as their child. Right. So they don't care about, oh, I'm starting this business, especially, honey, if you were like me and you started in network marketing. Right. So if you were in network marketing and you try to get people to buy your product, honey, they like, why I want to pay $40 for six, uh, six bottles of water? Right. No, honey. Yeah. No, so yeah. you have to be willing to fail. You have to be okay with that, and you have to be ready to spend your money because things cost money, honey. Yeah, yeah, that's things. Um, so mm-hmm. I just want to say thank you for being a part of uh, the show. Thank you for spending your time with us, with me, and with the audience. I really enjoy your uh, transparency, your honesty your enthusiasm, your inspiration, you motivate me. And I'm sure that everyone that hears this episode will be uh, motivated. They will be uh, inspired and they will know a little bit more about diversity. They will know a little bit more about you and they will know a little bit more about the show. So if you could uh, tell us how to reach you and tell us how to get the book and uh, and all the things that uh, uh, Prince Michael has going on. So the easiest way to reach me is either through Facebook mm-hmm. or Instagram. Okay. Um, and both of them um, is I am Prince Michael. Yes. Um, and that's P R Y N C E, and Michael is M I C H A E L. It's the same on Instagram. If you wanted to buy the books, you can go to uh, Amazon.com and you can literally type in Prince Michael um, and then it'll come right up for you. Um, The last book that I wrote, it was I am a flight attendant and that is my superpower. So you literally would have to type that in. I am a a flight attendant and that is my superpower and it's volume two that I did. Um, And then, yeah, you go from there. But and then my website is under wraps right now. Uh, It is uh, not under wraps. It is under maintenance right now. And it's going to be I am Prince Michael.com. So right now, if you go, things are a little different. Um, So, yeah. So I'm really excited about that, too. Yeah. Thank you so much for being a part of the Duke Lot Show. And we want to say that we really enjoyed having you um, as the first guest. And I'm privileged, I'm honored, and I'm so lucky. And uh, I feel like the audience um, is getting a taste of what we have going forward. And I feel like the audience is blessed and lucky. And I'm so grateful that you... Uh, took the time to be a part of the show. And I want to say again, thank you. So uh, we're going to sign out. And um, thank you so much for being here. And uh, until the next time, uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Recording stopped. Fabulous.